91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, Jefferson Airplane with Somebody to Love. Of course, Yorma Kalkinen being a huge part, a founding member of that um, historic band. And I'm so thrilled to say that I do have Yorma on the line. So I'm hoping I don't disconnect the gentleman because this board is still somewhat new. So let me see what I can do with getting Yorma on the phone. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. You are tuned into Local Motion here on 91.3 WVKR. It is 5.04 p.m., and let's uh, let's see if we can get this to function here. Bear with me. This is live, and uh, and that's what we're gonna do. Okay, Yorma. Yes. Oh, it's always a good start when I don't disconnect people. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. You got me. <laughs> oh, wonderful! I really appreciate you being here. I uh, just want to do a quick intro, if I may, before we start our conversation together. With a career that has spanned half a century, guitarist and vocalist Yorma Kalkinen is one of the most respected musicians of American roots music, blues, and Americana. An inductee to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he is a founding member of two legendary bands, Jefferson Airplane and the still touring Hot Tuna. He hosts workshops and concerts at his music instruction camp, Fur Peace Ranch in Ohio. We are so lucky to have Yorma performing in the New York area on March 10th at Levon Helm Studios in Woodstock, New York. And as a returning guest, Yorma, I welcome you back to Local Motion here on 91.3 WVKR. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. The last time you and I spoke was at Daryl's house, um, probably close to two years right. ago. It was a yeah. week or so after you guys... Um, got that beautiful induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and, uh, and I remember... Oh, no, actually, no, it was, it, was the, it was the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, I oh, think. Yes, that's exactly it. Grammy Lifetime but Achievement. But that's okay. Yeah, we got the, the Rock and Roll thing was in 96, but who's counting? Right, right. So you've been there a couple of times. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Thank you for correcting me on that. I but just, I, I think we have just, you know, we got a little bit of time. I just want to go back a little sure. bit, but then let's move it up. Up to present day, of course, okay. um, you're you're born in Washington D.C. and um, I understand you learned to play guitar as a teenager, and um, you lived all over though Pakistan, the Philippines, and tell me like your youth. Well, my, my dad was in the foreign service. He got went into the foreign service after World War II, so we we did get to travel around a lot. I I started playing and I picked up the guitar when I was fourteen or fifteen. I can't remember exactly. When and I sort of messed around with what we today call roots music, what was just music back then. And, uh, you know, I lived in the D.C. area. It's an interesting area. There's a lot of country and bluegrass and blues and all just all sorts of stuff. Um, I didn't I didn't actually learn how to finger pick until, you know, until, uh, wow, 1959 or 60. So so I came into the finger picking thing late, but I've always I've loved the guitar since I was a kid. Wow! Yeah. Well, you've mastered it since then, that's for sure. And um, and back when you were a teenager, you met uh, someone that became part of your band for many years to come, and is still a part of uh, Hot Tuna, Jack Cassidy. You guys met as teenagers. Sure. Uh, well, I, J- Jack's older brother was about six months older than me. I met him when we came back from the. Uh, from Pakistan, he he was a little bit older, so he had the first car of all the guys. Jack was his younger brother, and then the following year, uh, uh, or rather a year and a half or so later, when I came back to the Philippines for my senior year of high school, 
uh, Jack and I, uh, his brother Chick was already in the Army by then, and Jack and I have been sort of hooked up together, and, and we formed a band called The Triumphs, and we've been playing together since 1958. Wow, wow. That's, I know, it's that's an incredible amount of history. It just <laughs> really is. And then you went off to college, yeah? Yeah, then I went off to, I went off going, going to Antioch College, which is where I learned how to finger pick. I, I graduated high school in 59, and, and then in the fall of that year, I was at, uh, in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Oh, wow. And Ian Buchanan, you hooked up with him. Yeah, he was my. He, uh, I didn't meet him the first year. I was I met him the second year. He would. He wound up mentoring me in a lot of ways. Ian, unfortunately, passed away at a fairly young age. But mm. there's no question that uh, without him, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Is that right? Wow! And he also introduced you to the music of Reverend Gary Davis. Is that true? Yes, that's interesting because you know there's a lot of guys like Stephen Grossman or Ernie Hawkins or David Bromberg. Lots of people that. That, that that had been friends and worked with, uh, you know, studied with the Reverend. Ian and the Reverend were just friends. Ian's muse was actually Lonnie Johnson, and Lonnie Johnson was more of a jazz guitar player and was way over my head, but when Ian started showing me the stuff that, that the Reverend had showed him, that set me on fire. Wow, wow, awesome, sweet. And then after that, uh, you moved to uh, San Francisco and went to Santa Clara University. There, Correct. you've got some Correct. stories to start talking about there. Well, you know, it's, it's just you just you just can't plan this stuff. Uh, I went to I went to San Francisco in 1962, and I, I was at uh, this little school about 50 miles south, Santa Clara, 50 miles south of San Francisco. And the as soon as I got into my dorm room, one of the first things I saw was a flyer on a telephone pole about a hoot nanny. Those of us of a certain age remember what hoot nannies. I think they call them open mics today. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. uh, and at that night, the first weekend I was there, I met uh, Janis Joplin and a guy named Richmond Talbot and Dick Penn, and and a week or so later, I met Jerry and a lot of the other people who we all know about today. Amazing, and you really formed a nice connection. You know, when I was doing my homework uh, about you, um, I came across the tapes, the 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 tapes the uh, that sure. you and and Janice uh, came up with, and and they're on YouTube. I'm I'm guessing you must know that. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And her yeah, voice and, uh, was funny. so pure. Back, I mean, just like yeah, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, the first time I, I remember, the first time I heard her, uh, I realized, as as we all did, that we were in the presence of somebody great. You did realize that. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Such beautiful history. You two definitely had a nice friendship. And it, you looked so different then too. You guys all had the short hair, and um, this was uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we were we were two hundred years younger back then. <laughs> <laughs> and then the summer of love happened. <laughs> yeah, and then the summer of love happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, a friend and a classmate, Paul Kantner, uh, um, invited you to join a band he was forming. Is that right. right? Well, Paul, it's sort of interesting. Paul had had actually dropped. He'd been to Santa Clara the year before, but he dropped out. Uh, the, the the year that I went to Santa Clara, I'd already lived by my own, you know, and outside of dorms and stuff like that. And so to be back in a dorm as a 21 year old after having sort of been on my own for a while was a little bit odd. Uh, and Santa Clara, the year that that I started there in in '62. It was the first year they were co-ed, and a lot of these sort of old-line guys were upset that there were women at the campus. I remember thinking, have you guys lost your mind? Really? Anyway, What's wrong with them? Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so I was I was walking along one day, and I, I looked up, and I saw a guy who at the time, 
had what would have been considered long hair and a beard. And we realized we were the two weirdest guys on campus and became friends. And it turned out that Paul had been his roommate the prior year. He said, you got to meet this guy. So uh, we hopped in his car and drove to Santa Cruz, which is just over the mountain. And, uh, and down there in a, in, in, a sh- in a shack on the beach was Paul, who at that time was a surfer dude. This is pre-hippie stuff. Wow. And that's, and that's how I met Paul. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What a story. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then you formed this band that uh, took you guys all over the world, Jefferson right. Airplane, of course. And you guys... Yeah. Now, it was a couple, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, but please. It was a couple, of years, a couple of years before that happened. But yeah, Paul, at some point, there's a whole folk scene there. We could spend hours about that because there's the scene... There's a number of different folk scenes. There's the San Jose folk scene where I live, yeah. the Palo Alto one where Jerry lived, and then there's San Francisco where Tom Hobson lived, huh. and Berkeley where there was just a whole bunch of folkies and stuff like that. And each one was sort of like, you know, nobody had cars then, so each, even though it was very close, every, each one was sort of a world unto itself. Well, anyway, uh, in, early, uh, in early 1965, as the folk scene was sort of running its course in San Jose, Paul moved to San Francisco where he met Marty, and Signey, who was the first singer in uh, in the Jefferson Airplane, and but they started to put this band together, and they needed a, a, a lead guitar player, so Paul came down and, and snagged me. Wow! And rock and roll wasn't your thing, right? I mean, it was obvious from what you were just saying that you know you didn't, I don't think, expected to be rock and roll uh, <laughs> star. No, I, for for a moment there, I was appalled by what I considered to be its crass commerciality. <laughs> for a moment, <laughs> it's funny. But, but but now, of course, we realize that it's not, but, you know, it could be commercial, but it's also art. Anyway. Absolutely. Uh, it, anyway, I got seduced by the whole thing, and here we are. And here you are. And the airplane uh, headliners at the three most famous rock festivals, you guys, Monterey, Woodstock, and, of course, Altamont. And right, the first true. Isle of Wight right, uh, Festival in England, too. We did, the first Isle of Wight Festival also, yeah. You know, it's just amazing. You know, you can't you can't script this thing. But for for we were the first band to be signed to uh, a record label, which is which is not such a big deal these days, unless you're like you know a, a huge Godzilla selling star. But it was back then because in those days you couldn't record unless you had a record deal because nobody had that kind of equipment. So so we we sort of got the jump on some of the other guys there. Yeah. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason. Our music resonated with people, and and it took off for us. We also rehearsed relentlessly. We rehearsed like eight, ten hours a day. We did nothing but play music, and uh, and it paid off for us. Yeah, wow. And when did you guys all like move in? I know you had that mansion out in uh, San Francisco. Well, you- we, yeah, we were at twenty four hundred Fulton Street. Yeah, we were never really a commune band. Paul moved in there when we bought it. And I, to be honest with you, I can't. I think we probably bought it in. Probably in '68 or '69, uh, there was a brief moment there uh, where um, my ex-wife and I, our apartment had burned down, and uh, the people uh, at that point, Grace was was uh, significantly other was Spencer, and they had the apartment under us. And in any case, so we we the, the, the three of us had lost our apartment, so we moved into the house, and Marty was in between dwellings too. So sort of like. Because of necessity, we found ourselves being a commune for about, oh, six or seven months. Uh-huh. Yeah, not really long. Oh, Yorma, when you're out in San Francisco, you ever drive by or drive through the Haight-Ashbury area? I do. You do? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know, it's so, so funny because in those days, 
people gravitated towards San Francisco because it was a cheap place to live. Not anymore. And this is un- no, and this is unthinkable today. I mean, like the house where I used to live out on the backside of Twin Peaks, you, you need a you, you need to pay the city to park on the street in front of your own house. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I, mean, I, I just don't see young bands that are struggling living in San Francisco. No, I don't think so either. I was out there last year. My friend lives in the midst of Silicon Valley, about a half hour south of San Francisco. It's, yep. it's crazy expensive. It I is mean, crazy. It I, is crazy. Just, you can't find anything under a million dollars for just a two little bedroom with no garage no. house. It's like... No, no, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. But that's not how it was back then. No. And, and in those days also, you know, because... Uh, because of the earthquakes, they didn't have the modern kind of building techniques. You know, the Trans-America Pyramid hadn't been built yet. The Bank of America building was yeah. just being built. So the tallest building, when I moved there in 62, the tallest building was like eight stories. That was it. <laughs> San Francisco was a small, you know, sort of homey old-time town. And, you know, it has a certain charm today, but, you know, it's... You can barely afford to, to be dinner there these days. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's definitely out of hand. You have to definitely look and find the right places to go. But exactly. it is stunningly exactly. beautiful. And you go up into it Marin is. County right. and Stinson Beach yep. and like that it whole is. scene is just, it's breathtaking, you know? So, yeah. Yep, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's you pay for really cool. it these days. Yeah, that's for back sure. In the, back in those days, it was a gift. Now bring the credit cards because and bring a lot of balance yeah. on that credit card too because you're going to exactly. be needing it. That's for sure. So your first appearance, a first public appearance. I love that it was on a Friday the 13th as the airplane opening night at the Matrix back in 1965. And I think after that, you know, you guys obviously just took off. Um, You played, you came out with some amazing albums, which I just played some, somebody to love. And we all know Mm -hmm. this. And what a, what a beautiful time that must've been for you and, and, and all of the members of the airplane. And I'm sure you guys, are you ever going to write a book? Cause I got to say, I love your blogs. Well, funny you should mention it because I just finished my book. It's going to be called been so long. It's being published by St. Martin's press. It should be out uh, mid 18 sometime. Beautiful. Oh, it is 18 now. It is It'll 18. Be out in the middle of this year. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, every time I read your blog, I learn more and more. You are very well written. You you speak eloquently with words. You write eloquently. And it's so fun to just follow your journeys and your travels and, and even just when you're just hanging out at home, you know. So it's really nice that you share that with the public. So um, well, it's a lot of fun for me. Now, I, I got to tell you, you know, one of my friends who's a writer, it was always telling me there's two kinds of people in this world, those that talk about writing books and those that really have done it. Mm-hmm. So so now that I've actually finished one, I guess when it comes out I can count myself in the in the in the, in the latter half of that. Yes. And there's a big difference between journaling and blogging and writing, but, but once I got into it I really found it unintimidating and I'm glad it's done now, but I enjoy doing it. Are you gonna do an audio book of it too or or just uh... I am and I'm gonna do the reading of Good. it. Good, as you should. You've got a great voice, and uh, no one better to tell the story than you yourself. Yeah. So, Aeroplane inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as you noted, in 1996, and presented just two years ago with the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. I watched, like, two hours of you and Jack being interviewed after, like, the night after you did that. Tell me, tell us about that, what it felt like that night to to have this award. It's a funny thing because most most people don't get into the music business to win awards. I mean, and if something comes up like that, it really just it's an honor. Like I, I was a Grammy nominee in two thousand three um, 
for my blue country heart. And you, you could have mean it'll probably never happen again, and you could have knocked me over with a feather when it happened that year. <laughs> but the airplane that you two recognize, I mean, it really was such an honor. And you know, when when we did the uh, uh, when we were at the induction thing, it that was just really a lot of fun. And you know, the actor Andy Garcia. Oh, my daughter, sweetie. It was, how good does it have to get? Aww. And who was there? You, Jack, and Grace? No, there's me, uh, me, Jack, Grace. Paula just passed away, of course. Uh, Marty couldn't make it. Uh, you know, one of the things that, and, and, and they were the kids of a lot of the people who, you know, expensive who had passed and, uh, and who couldn't be there. One of the things that was hysterically funny, you know, if you've, if you've ever been around Grace, never heard her talk, you know that she never lets us down. And her and the, and her normal speech <laughs> pattern is not G-rated. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. so, but the you know they said they taped the show and the show of course was, was a G-rated show, and so I was wondering how they were going to actually make her her speech presentable. I mean, it was just it was fantastic, <laughs> but it was you know yeah it needed it a little editing. I'm sure way. it was a seven uh, second they, delay. They edited her. They, they edited her smoothly, and. Uh, and and her speech appears, and that was a part of PBS. They filmed that as well. Correct, that was part of PBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. And then back up a little bit again, 1969. You and Jack form Hot Tuna. Correct. You took a little break no, of a- uh, airplane, and you guys said, "Well, we still want to jam," and here you go. That's right. Yep. I mean, you know, and here and here we are, all these years later. I mean, we. We, we, you know, we were just down in Jamaica uh, a couple of days ago with, with for the Dark Star Week there, and uh, we did Jack and I did a couple of acoustic sets, some electric sets, and then uh, then we sat in with Dark Star and played uh, White Rabbit and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, I mean, who would have thought that it would have lasted this long? But here we are. Here you are, yeah, yeah. And you know, I know. Listen, just right by the way, Yorma, we're live at Vassar College here in Poughkeepsie, so we're right in Poughkeepsie. Of course, you're very familiar with the Hudson Valley, and uh, your your drummer and buddy uh, Justin Gwip has been on this show too. He's and a local. He is. He's a local here, here in the Hudson Valley. So uh, yeah, he's, he's the best. Oh my gosh, you guys sound well. Listen, whether you're acoustic solo or with a drummer, I, I don't know if it's possible, but every time I see you, I don't know if it's possible that you get better because you really do. I'm not just saying that because you're oh, on the phone you. here, but you just, I don't even know how it's possible because you're already a master of what you do. But yet you, I don't know, you're as professional as they come and it is such a joy to see you, um, to do all this homework on you. Um, you know, I did that for the last time you and I spoke, but just to get updated and read your blogs and just see how active you are and you're having the time of your life i am and here's the good news too jack and i you know and 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 justin has been with us for the last couple years i just you know we're just we're a work in progress you know and we're always learning something and i guess it's not for me to be able to say wow we're really getting better but but I can say this, wow, we're really having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, you really are. You've got amazing workshops happening. Tell us about Fur Peace Ranch. Well, we're we're speaking from the ranch as we speak right now. I've a we own 126 acres in southeast Ohio, very rural area. Uh, we're just starting getting ready to start our 21st year. Wow. Um it's a it's a sort of a musical teaching facility. We're open from March to November. Four-day weekends from uh, from Friday morning to, to Monday morning. Um, it's just a, 
It's kind of hard to describe without sounding sappy, but it's, it's a beautiful musical community. Let's put it that way. We also have our own NPR radio show, and we have our Silo Della Gallery. And once a month, we have our Vietnamese pho restaurant, or pho, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, the Silodelic. I love it, Silodelic. And that opened in 2013. Absolutely love that. Now, I look at the FurPeaceRanch.com website. You've got amazing workshops coming out. Many of them are sold out. Yeah, we're really fortunate. You know, people, we try to keep the classes small. So, So many of them do sell out. But but I will say, as as far as with regards to the workshops and the concerts, which also sell out because our concerts are fantastic, is that there's always cancellations. So if somebody wants to try to get in, you know, don't be deterred. Get on a waiting list, and the chances are you're probably going to get yeah, it. Yeah, FurPeaceRanch.com. Anyone that yep. wants to spend a nice weekend away or a week or however long you do these five-day workshops, you've got the masters all there at your camp. What a and, yep. and the pictures yep. look just amazing. You have a huge YouTube channel. I think there's over a million views on your YouTube channel as well. Yep. Um, it's almost like you can be a part of that, and it's really wonderful. And, Yorma, your touring is not slowing down. Um, I, we see you're touring a bunch of places locally here to New York. You're at Riverhead, New York, at Suffolk Theater on March 9th. And March 10th, the legendary, which you've been to before numerous times, Levon Helm Studio. Tell us yeah. about how you feel when you go onto the grounds of Levon Helm Studio. Well, you know, we all miss Lee. You know, he was such such an amazing guy and i uh, i know you you met him also and you know he was he was one of a kind you hear that people always say that he's one of a kind lee really was one of a kind you know just a, a brilliant artist an amazing human being and to to go back to a studio where where i recorded several albums mm-hmm. and did, did a bunch of work over the years and played so many times before the i mean it's just it's really moving to me in a lot of ways. You know, you always almost expect him to see him, him and his dog Muddy coming around mm-hmm. the corner. You feel his spirit there. By f- absolutely, it's absolutely. there. It's there. It's yep. just like you can just feel it there. And and if the weather's nice, you can walk on that beautiful property by the lake. You can just hang yep. out before the show, and it's just it's unlike most places. You know, um, no, like it is. I agree. You know, like you play all over the world, all over the country, and. There's not many places I'm sure that you go to that have that kind of a vibe to it. So, um, well, I got to say, you know, because I because I lived up on Mount Tramper and Woodstock for yeah. a while, there is there is a there is that vibe up there near you guys, this sort of Sleepy Hollow, you know, Legend of Sleepy Hollow vibe that really is different from any other place I've been in the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been in Ohio now for over 20 years, so you're, yeah, I've been here for 27 years now. Yeah, yeah. 27. Wow. Wow. I remember, oh my goodness, you and Rick Tanko, I remember seeing you guys at Uncle Willie's and and just playing over in Woodstock. I don't even remember where and when, but my God, we had a wonderful time seeing you guys all. Yeah, the Joyous Lake and the Tanker and Willie's and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd just be walking down the street, go on in, pick up a guitar and go. And, you know, Uncle Willie's yep. on a Saturday night, and there you come walking <laughs> in. And a uh, lot of yep. fun, a lot of fun, a lot of roots here in sure the Hudson was, Valley yeah. for you. So we look forward yep. to having you come back to Levon Helm Studio on March well, I'm 10th. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, tickets, listeners, if you're tuned in, again, we're on the phone here with Yorma Kalkinen, and he will be at Levon Helm Studio. Tickets for that show are, are available at levonhelm.com. I'm going to keep that going there. Yorma, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners here today? 
Well, no, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to getting up there. Uh, I hope you come to the show so we can say hello, and I hope the listeners come to see the show also. It's uh, you know they everybody that's up there knows what a great venue it is to uh, you know Levon's place because it's like a giant living room. Yes. You know? you're in you're in Levon's giant living room. Yeah. You got the fireplace, you got the music. Uh, it's just awesome. It, it really is, is awesome, and it is his home. Sandy lives there. His wife, you know, yep, and uh, right. yep. it is someone's home. So yeah, we are all respectful of that. Um, I'd like Absolutely. to end this time with you, and first of all, saying a huge thank you um, for your time because it's the biggest gift we can give one another. So I honor that, and I thank you for giving us your time today. And on your blog, if I may just read a minute of something that really hit me. Um, You wrote this on your blog, um, on your website, April 27th of 2016. And your words are, a Lifetime Achievement Award is a monumentous thing indeed, and we are honored by our peers. As a member of the human family, we should all be honored that we have made it this far. I am so grateful. Yet, what was that moment all about? What did it mean, if anything? At the end of life, will I say, as Marlon Brando did, what just happened? Perhaps. For today, the needs of my family swirl about me and mine about them. I have been gifted by being allowed to be an artist. I have traveled around the world more than once and seen more than some and less than others. I have today, and it is a good day. As for the rest, it is indeed almost like a dream. Unquote. I write that? You wrote that. I couldn't. Well, I'm just a- reading it. Those are your words. So thank you for yeah. that. And uh, well, my pleasure. I, I my wish pleasure. you m- the continued success, good health, happiness. You've got a wonderful family there and you've got a wonderful team behind you with Phil and with Cash and with everybody that's on yep, your team. I sure do. Yeah. I sure do. Yeah. You got the best going on. You're my, you're the best. Thank you for giving us well, all these decades you, of and, and music. I- and uh, I hope to see you as well. We're going to continue playing some Yorma right, now. Nice. And I thank you for your time. Thanks so much. Okay. Greetings. Bye. Wow. Okay. I need to uh, just take that in for a minute and I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. That was Yorma Kalkinen and I'm going to play a song from his latest release called Ain't In No Hurry. I'm going to play that right now. It is 530. You are tuned into Local Motion here. On 91.3 WVKR, and I'm going to get this playing for us right now. Let's take a listen to Yorma Kalkinen, 91.3 WVKR. Well, won't you come with me? We'll go running through the mountains Just in time, set the morning free Well, our hearts are young and strong You're moving like an angel We never seem to age in my dream Well, I never took my time I took it all for granted The gift of life is never what it seems Well, let's run like we did then Like spirits in the morning We never seem to age in my dream 
These precious moments fly Like pages in the wind Flying to a place beyond the stars Memories fade with grace Cast away like rust And leave us wondering Who and what we are Well, that morning shone like gold I thought I'd live forever But living well was way beyond my means Morning breeze like fire We watched the dawn together We never seemed to age in my dream This morning as I woke As that midnight spell was broken I looked around with nothing left to need Well, the world around us turns I hold these passing moments We never seem to age in my dreams We never seem to age in my dreams You never seem to age in my dreams Thank you. 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. That was Yorma's latest solo release titled Ain't In No Hurry. In My Dreams was the name of the beautiful song that we heard. Just going to keep playing some Yorma. We just had a great conversation with him. I just want to keep that going for a little bit longer. Let's take a listen Dips. to more Yorma Kalkinen Dips. right here on 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York.
into the day Skies blue had turned to gray I might have not been clear to say To say I never looked away I never looked away you inside My life is rolling with the tide I'd like to see it be an open ride along with you Going along with you WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York, Genesis, Kwa, Yorma, Kalkinen. I hope you guys were able to tune in and listen to our interview today with Yorma Kalkinen. It was just really one of my musical highlights. I'm going to remember this one for a really long time. I did after the first time I interviewed him. Today was my second time to have such great honor to interview him. And uh, this show is being recorded in case you may have missed any of it or a part of it or you'd like to hear it in its entirety, you can do so. I'll be uploading it on Mixcloud and also on the Facebook music page for Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR. With that said, I'm still in the Yorma mode here, so let's play some more music here from Yorma Kalkinen. Any of uh, the fans that are Yorma fans, you guys will definitely be recognizing this particular song. So let me just get this going for us right here, right now. I'm doing this live and it's for, of course, um, you know, technology sometimes. So just bear with me. And okay, here we, I think, here we go.
91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York, Water Song by Yorma Kalkinen, the one and only, the legendary Yorma Kalkinen, who we just talked to for a little bit this hour. And uh, I'm still flying high because of that. I hope you guys had a chance to tune in. It's just he's a class act, Yorma Kalkinen. Um Dr. J is in the house. He's coming in at 6 o'clock. At top of the hour, you got him for an hour. Then you've got Penny Brody coming up at 7 o'clock with Mingus Moments. So we've got Local Motion followed by some wonderful Irie Groove followed by some wonderful jazz. So we take you all over the world here at WVKR. We appreciate you tuning in, whether it's online at WVKR.org or perhaps on TuneIn Radio or on the dial. However it is you're here, we really truthfully appreciate you being here. Typically at the end of my show, I do musical happenings in alphabetical order, and I'm usually rushing through it like crazy. So instead of rushing through it, I am going to calmly speak about it now. Um, I always do this in hopes that you go out to see some live music because we are so lucky in this area to have some world-class venues along with some world-class music. Almost any night of the week, you could go within 45 minutes of here and see some unbelievable music. So I hope that in these crazy times of the world, you go fill your life with art and with music. And um, let's see what's happening here in and around the Hudson Valley area. At the Bardavon, UPAC, Bardavon.org. Eddie Izzard, February 16. George Lopez, February 17. Louis Black, February 24th. Andrew Bird, March 7th. David Byrne, March 10th at UPAC. At BSP in Kingston and bspkingston.com. Friday, Tiger Piss, a 10 year anniversary with the Arkhams and the Blind Ambassadors. On Saturday, this is Afro Beat. At Colony Woodstock and colonywoodstock.com. Tonight, the Black Lilies. Friday, Lindsay Webster. Saturday, 420 Funk Mob. At Daryl's House Club in Pauling, New York, and Daryl'sHouseClub.com. Tonight, The Ventures. Tomorrow, Rachel Yamagata plus Tracy Bonham. Friday, Ronnie Earl and the Broadcasters. Saturday, Brunch with Plywood Cowboy. Saturday night, Brother Josephus and the Love Revolution. Sunday, Brunch with the Wool Hats String Band. And Sunday evening, Live Dead and Riders 69. The Derby on Main Street in Poughkeepsie. Every Tuesday is Jazz Night. At the Falcon in Marlboro and live at thefalcon.com. Tonight, Poet Gold's Poelities at the Falcon Underground. Tomorrow, Willa and Company. Tomorrow at the Underground, Comics. Friday, Slam Allen. Friday at the Underground, Pat O'Shea Band. Saturday, Chris Berkson Band. Saturday at the Underground, The Reveriers Play Dead. And Sunday brunch with Times Square, Sunday night, Mr. Gone. At the Fisher Center at Bard College, tickets at fishercenter.bard.edu. January 28th, East meets West. Music from China, featuring the Orchestra Now and Beijing's Central Conservatory Chamber Orchestra. At High Falls Cafe, Thursday, Trivia Night, Friday, Paint and Sip, Saturday, the Haley D. Vestron Band. Hudson Jazz Festival from February 16 through 18 at Hudson Hall in Hudson, New York. Tickets available at HudsonHall.org. Infinity Hall in Norfolk, Connecticut and InfinityHall.com. Thursday, open mic. Friday, Vance Gilbert with opener Carrie Powers. 
Saturday, Broken Arrow, a Neil Young tribute. Sunday, the Gibson Brothers. Keegan Ailes in Kingston and KeeganAles.com. Thursday, Two Lazy Boys. Friday, the Piranha Brothers. Saturday, Painted Blue Sky. Levon Helm Studio in Woodstock and LevonHelm.com. February 17th, The Wait. March 3rd, David Bromberg. March 9th, The Zombies. March 10th, Yorma Kalkinen. March 24th, Shovels and Rope. Main Street Jazz Quartet Show this Sunday at the Beekman Arms in Rhinebeck from 5 to 7.30 featuring Larry Hamm, Christopher Brellocks, Chuck Jacob, and Andrew Reiser. At Quinn's in Beacon, find them on Facebook. Every Monday night is Jazz Night. Rosendale Cafe, tomorrow is Salsa Thursday, Saturday, Richie and Rosie. At the Town Crier Cafe in Beacon, New York and towncrier.com, tonight and every Wednesday, open mic. Thursday is a dance jam. Thursday in the Salon is a show featuring Vicki Rabin. Friday, Cheryl Wheeler. Saturday, Salon Show with Mark Von M. Saturday, Night Brothers of the Road. And Sunday, California Dreaming. The Acoustic Cruise Music Land on February 23 to 25 at the Sullivan Events Center in Rock Hill. Um, Information at canillomusic.com. Last but not least, the Winter Hoot, February 2nd through 4th at the Ashokan Center in Olive Bridge, New York. Info and tickets at hoot.love. This year featuring Spirit Family Reunion, the Mammals, Tracy Bonham, Jay Unger and Molly Mason, Uncle Rock, and many, many more. And we've got a little bit of time left, so I'm going to go back to playing a couple of more tunes by Yorma and uh, thank him again for his time here on Local Motion today. And uh, let's take a listen to more Yorma Kalkinen right here, right now, 91.3 WVKR. I'd like to do uh, one of my favorite Davis songs. There's all the songs I can play of his are my favorite. I wish I wrote each and every one of them. Light of this world, just as long as I'm in this world, well I am the light of this world, just as long as I'm in this world, I'm the light of this world, just as long as I'm in this world, I'm the light of this world.
good Lord And I said we got fiery hands Get up in hell Play in the fiery band Just as long as I'm in this world I'm the light of this world Just as long as I'm in this world I'm the light of this world WVKR and it, look, my goodness, I'm uh, I'm still flying high from that interview. I can't speak. 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Yorma Kaukinen performing I Am the Light of This World, of course, written by the Gary Davis, who was a huge inf- uh, influence on uh, on Yorma. So was happy to start with that, uh, to end the show with that. I'm actually going to do a few minutes of another song, and then it's time for Dr. J. So keep it tuned right where it's at. I will be back next week at four o'clock and um, from four to six next week. I'm going to have two show, two interviews, basically two separate shows almost. Uh, We're going to start off the four o'clock hour next week with Lara Hope. Lara Hope is going to be on and I really look forward to having her back. And then on the five o'clock hour next Wednesday, the five-time Grammy winner, legendary Victor Wooten will be joining us. Now he was scheduled to join us today. Another scheduling conflict got in the way. He's a real busy guy. So he's got tons of workshops and is touring all over. I'm just lucky to have him on the show whenever I can, which of course now looks like it is going to definitely be next Wednesday. Again, Lara Hope will be on at four o'clock and then Victor Wooten. So that'll be, yeah, the 31st. I have Doug Ewell, incredible drummer, session drummer and drummer who plays with Suzanne Vega and all kinds of incredible talent. He'll be up from Manhattan on the 7th. I've got Jeremy Baum coming in on Valentine's Day, the 14th. We have Ian Flanagan coming in on the 21st. 
And then the legendary David Bromberg will join us on February 28th. So a great month ahead and even beyond that. But we'll keep some things a surprise, right? So for now, I'm going to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's show was a show I'm not going to forget anytime soon. Yorma Kalkinen, thank you for your time. Thank you for your music, your inspiration that you've given to so many of us who have listened to you throughout the years and the decades. So um, quite a storyteller. And follow YormaKalkinen.com. He really does put out an incredible blog with pictures and just his words and He's so insightful. He's so wise. And he's, like I said, also coming out with a book, as he just told us, um, this summer, hopefully, or sometime mid-2018. So we look forward to uh, to reading the words that Yorma has written. And it's going to come out with an audio version as, as well. So it should be a lot of fun. But for now, I'm going to leave you. Dr. J is going to take over the airwaves in just a few minutes. And right now, I'm going to end the show with Yorma Kalkinen's Hesitation Blues. Thank you again. It's so heartfelt. Thank you for for um, being here and listening to the show today. Look forward to returning. And until next time, I wish you all peace. Thank you.